0: "'Daddy, why—' "'And one way the road goes. "'He didn't let go of my hands. "'I sighed and finished it. "'Onward, onward. "'There is one now, the spot where I stand, "'and one way the road goes. "'Onward, onward. "'The words had been passed down in our family for generations— a sort of poem. No, not a poem, a vow, a sacred one. My father called it a forswearing, because it wasn't a vowing to, it was a vowing not to. When it had come my turn to take the vow, I'd done so without question. But why was he asking for it now, when there was so much else to say? What place could it have here? His body relaxed, He kissed my hands and smiled his familiar smile at me. "'That's my girl,' he said. "'I love you.' "'I love you, Daddy.' I said it, even though my mouth felt dry as sand. It was the best and biggest truth I had, but right then, it felt tiny and weak compared to the enormous lie that had just fallen from Judge Biggs's mouth and onto our lives like a thousand tons of bricks.' For a second, my father was with me, his face the one clear thing in a world of noise and chaos. And then, just like that, he was gone. He didn't do it. I know how that sounds coming from me, his daughter, his only child, but trust me when I tell you that everyone who knew him, everyone who has ever met him, even for a minute in the grocery line or at the gas station, knew there was no way John O'Malley could ever hurt another person. He was a fighter, yes, but a colossally kind one, the type of man who makes people, even kids, dig up words they don't usually use, like benevolent and gracious and colossally kind. Once, when I asked how he could be so decent to everyone—because I don't find it nearly as easy— He told me it was because he figured out at some point that everyone was a human being, exactly as much as he was, and he had to honor that, even when it was hard. He didn't do it. He couldn't have done it. Ask anyone. Even ask the jury who convicted my father. Even, and I'd bet my life on this, ask Judge Biggs with his ugly black robe and his rotten little soul who sentenced my dad to death in the same voice he probably uses to order lunch. They wouldn't admit it. No way. But deep down, they all had to know that John O'Malley could no sooner have committed that crime than he could have flown to Jupiter. Not crime. Crimes arson murder it would have been funny if it weren't so terrible my father would not have burned down that stupid laboratory even if he could have gotten a signed affidavit from god that it was empty and if he had come across it burning just happened to be passing by you can bet he would have run in without a second thought to save whoever might be inside I promise you, the words arson and murder had no business being in the same sentence with my father's name. Neither did the word death. Maybe I should have seen it coming. After all, he'd been convicted. If he could be convicted, if that totally wrong thing could happen, then anything could happen, right? And Judge Biggs was infamous for slapping people with the very harshest sentences possible. But more than that, the giant, towering, shameful fact was that this town, my town, Victory, Arizona, was a company town, and Judge Lucas Biggs was a company man. My dad had done about the bravest, and some would say most foolish, thing you could do in my town— He'd taken a stand against victory fuels. I knew all that. But it's one thing to know facts with your mind, and it's another thing to be 13 years old and to sit inside a courtroom in your Easter dress and watch your father, the best person in your world, or maybe any, be led away in handcuffs out the door of the courtroom and out of the everyday world of freedom and sunlight and blossoming, out of your world for the very last time.